0: Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I know that you guys have adjusted your schedules to be with us at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but we are so blessed that we had to make some augmentations to our schedule tonight. The last 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time schedule, the guest that we have tonight is truly, we've been talking in our pre-show for quite a few moments. And what we've been talking about is truly the impact that life has had on her and the impact of that life that's gonna be on you. Impacting life 24/7 is a unique organism, ladies and gentlemen, because what we have discovered is that it's so much less about us and so much more about others I am blessed tonight to have in our studios our virtual studios her name is Sandrian Nelson Moon and let me just tell you something about her her impact lies in presenting the possibility of transformational restoration how many of y'all have ever been through something something dramatic something traumatic that shakes you from the center to circumference. Well, her hope is to provide a road to peace, to provide a structured introduction to healing, and she provides strategies to victims and individuals struggling with sexual, mental, and physical trauma. Her hope is that through her openness into her own journey through these terrible And traumatic times that this gives you hope and anyone listening tonight hope in feeling that their situation is undeliverable or unrecoverable. She believes that the impact from her experience will bring value to all of our listeners. I want you guys to put your hands together and welcome to our virtual studios the 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 lady who is going to deliver a heavy burden tonight, Miss Sandrian Nelson Moon. Welcome, Sandrian. Hey, hey, how are you? How are you? How is everybody? Hey, welcome, Sandrian. We're so glad to have you on Impact Life twenty four seven. Glad
1: to be here.
0: Yes well thank you so much And Sandra you know one question I did not ask you And don't worry about uh, I'm going to ask it anyway Thank you Greg for getting her contacts (laughs) listed Where are you at in the world
1: I am in Suffolk County New York uh, Center reach
0: area Okay so she's up there in New York And uh, we're so We're so blessed you know we had to reschedule uh, The show uh, Because my son Came in town As you guys know he is in the army Chris plays for the Army Band, and we had to rearrange our schedules. And Sandrine was so gracious and so kind. She's a very busy lady. She's got a whole lot on her plate. And I said, please just come back. Please don't make it so long. And we got to reschedule. We got to reschedule very quickly. And so Sandrine yeah. Nelson Moon is our guest tonight on Impact Life 24-7. And if you look in the comments there, you'll be able to see all of her information. Of course, we're going to give it out. But let me ask you first for our podcast audience, those folks that listen on purpose. Sandrian, yeah. how can people contact you?
1: Um, you guys can find me at, um, at Coach Sandrian Speaks 1 um, Instagram. Um, my Facebook is um, Sandrian Campbell Um in parentheses, you see Mrs. Nelson Moon. Facebook won't allow me to change my name. Uh, right. <laughs> but um, you can find me in those two places. Um, I'm there daily if people just want to talk or, you know, have a conversation or just reach out to me.
0: Well, again, thank you so oh, much, no. uh, Sandrine. And I would ask that anybody who passes by in our live audience that you would mm-hmm. share this, okay? I don't, I don't beat you guys over the head much asking you to do certain things, But this, I know, because I've been in the pre-show for the last 30 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, I know how much of an impact this has had on me. We don't even do our show for an hour anymore, but this show is so important. We're doing it for a full hour, a totally different time than we normally do it, and I'm asking you to share and get, get people in the room with us because this is going to really 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 change your life. So Sandrian Nelson Moon. Yeah. I know you. I know you're a woman of God, a woman of faith. But our audience doesn't know you, Sandrian. So why don't you tell <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Oh, okay. So, my name is Sandrian Nelson Moon, born and raised uh from the Caribbean, um out of Kingston, um Jamaica. Um I am I'm going to say in my 30s, women doesn't, women doesn't tell their age. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> in my 30s, feeling like my 20s, let me say that. Okay. Um, I'm a mom, I'm a uh, best-selling author, actually. Um, I'm a life coach, certified, and um, trauma advocate. I've been for years. Um, I also advocate for children. And um, I'm just here to try to shake up some hearts tonight. I'm trying to pour into some people, so...
0: Well, and, and you know, ladies and gentlemen, that's one thing about Impacting Life 24-7 with your host CL King and the rest of our team here that are help making stuff happen in the background. You can go to restoredbook.info and get a copy of uh, our Sandrian's book. Uh, I'm going to be giving that website out quite a bit tonight. Of course, those of you that's seen the uh, the links in the chat, go ahead and connect with her right now. Go to her Facebook page, go to her Instagram, go to her LinkedIn, because you're going to want to connect. See, this is the thing, ladies and gentlemen, Impacting Life 24-7 is a cathedral of resources. All these people behind me, we rotate their books out so that we can continue to connect you with people who are making an impact. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to want to be connected with Sandrian Nelson Moon. Just go to restoredbook.info. Now Sandrian, yes. What what you've been through, my friend? Yes. What you've been through as a as a person, as a child, as a young person and, and even as an adult. I we were talking about this, me and you, and we were saying, you know, sometimes when we tell our story, Mm-hmm. People have a tendency because people, you know, you know, Sandra, people pay to go get scared now at the movie theaters, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, and and folks don't have an attention span longer than a TikTok video, right? That's right? True. Am I telling the truth, Sandra? Am I preaching That's the to truth? you? That's right. The truth. <laughs> so so so, but the Bible says, "Uh oh, here he uh-huh. goes, here he goes," that we are made overcomers by the words of our testimony. testimony. Mm-hmm. And when I heard your story, of course you were on my cousin's show, and my cousin who was back here, Nisi Jordan, her book there, Behind Closed Doors. When I heard your story on her show, I reached out to Nisi and said, "Get that lady on our show." <laughs> and uh, I, 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 I want you to take your time. Mm-hmm. Remember what we talked about in the pre-show, but I want yeah. you to take your time and lay out for our audience truly what minister Sandrian Nelson moon went through because, Mm. because they won't appreciate us on the other side till they understand what you went through. Sandrian, the floor is yours.
1: Well, um, let me, let me start with this. You know, God, God is, I love, I love him. He is so intricate in how he does things. I'm going to say that first um as a child i didn't understand a lot of you know growing up i love the caribbean we, we had so many things that happened um for me i had a great childhood i think this is the only the only thing that happened to me that made me wonder was this um the culture is something where i am actually hoping to change um in the future, working at that right now, I'll give information on that later. But at nine years old was the first time um, it shifted for me. I remember going to sleep and I remember cold hands uh, vividly just, you know, just shocked me out of my sleep. And then I guess I surprised the person. So they ran also out of the room. I remember just going into shock. Because I didn't, you know, when you don't expect something and as a child, you're confused and what just happened, I felt cold hands in places that it shouldn't be. Um, so that's where it started. Um, I remember I couldn't sleep that night. I couldn't go back to bed. And for years, I tried to be the last to sleep, first one awake. Um, in moments where I thought, okay, fine, the person or persons won't come back. You know, somehow, and I even say this in my book, somehow they would know when to, when I would start trusting myself to go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then it would happen again. Um, It happened a couple of times. Um, As I got older, it stopped. But in my family, we knew back then, other than today, if you know the culture, uh, there's certain conversations you cannot have in your home, in, your grandparents. In, in, don't
0: the, in the Caribbean culture.
1: In the Caribbean, yeah. Your parent, yeah, don't, there's no boyfriend-girlfriend conversation. There's no conversation that's inappropriate. They will tell you you're not an adult. Don't speak about those things. Right. So I was so fearful of speaking, I never did. But in the midst of that and not speaking, I piled everything I felt. Um. And as I told you, I had a little book that I found and I wrote. That's where I started writing my feelings down and I used to hide it in a hole or under the bed. Um, and you know, I kind of, it kind of stopped as I got older, but most of my life, most of those days, I was very scared. I, I, I would become in my mind, two people, one person in the day, if everybody's, I seemed okay. But when I'm alone, I was scared out of my, out of my wits half the time. Um, I don't think my parents saw it. I don't think anyone saw it. It was just me, the thoughts and the fear that I had. Um, But like I said, as I got older, that, you know, that subsided. Um, I was going fine high school. And I went off one day to the library. And I was talking to a guy at the time and coming home from the library one night. And somehow I stopped in the midst of a place we call halfway tree mm-hmm. and stopped by this guy. He was selling some clothes and a lot of people were out there selling. And I asked about this really u- unique top. I saw, and he said to me, Hey, you want a top? I you got to come with me because I don't have any more in your size right here. Mm-hmm. So I walked off with this guy, me and my right now was, you know, in my thirties, I'm like, what were you thinking? Right. But right. Then, yeah. But then I was like, no, it's okay. You know? And I walked off with the guy and I was abducted within a few minutes of walking with him. And he's like, oh, we got to get in this car to go, whatever. And I was like, why do I need to get in the car? He's like, no, get in the car. You know, and they kind of pushed me in the car and I got in the car and I was between two people. And I realized like, oh my God, here, you know, are you going to come back home? You know, this is where the fear really started. That feeling that I had at nine started sitting in again. Right. I couldn't right. shake it. And I was told, hey, go up. I was put up some stairs, blindfolded. I know going up staircases. So I was walking up staircases. I remember being put in a room. I heard two people. Luckily for me, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that was God. I was raped only by one of those people. Mm. After being abducted and sitting there raping me for a while. Um, this is how I lost my virginity at 16. Um, there was no gentleness about it. There was no anything. I think for him, and this was a grown man. I know he was past his thirties. And I think I remember hearing him go to the door to talk to whoever was watching the door or whatever the case was. Um, I was raped and told to take a shower You know, of course, I'm breaking down in that shower crying. I I was like, God, how do I get out of here? You know, how do I get out of here? And he gets me out of there. I dry off and I sit down and he proceeds to try to talk to me. And while he's proceeding to talk, he says something that for some reason I felt that was God, (laughs) because when he said it, I found the strength to just say, Okay, here's a door. Mm -hmm. Go through this door, Mm -hmm. however and whatever you need to do go through the door. So he said to me, so my abductor says, I want you to be my girlfriend. And in my mind at 16, I was like, are you kidding me? Right. I didn't say it. You know, I didn't, I just, I was just silent. Luckily for me, I didn't have a look on my face when he said it. I was just, and I said, okay. And then I, I said, oh, in my head, in that moment, it was like, okay, God, here's the door. Right. And I used that door. I convinced this man. Honestly, King, I don't remember what I said to him. But I convinced, and I, I remember sitting there about 20 minutes convincing him. What I'm going to do, what I'm going to say. He got It's okay what he did to me. Lying my teeth off. Right. Just to get out of that room. There was a gun there. I was literally, I convinced him and I know this was just God (laughs) and he said, okay, I'm going to let you go. And in that moment, I felt my heart sink. I don't know where I was because of course they blindfolded me back out the room. I came back out wherever it was and they dropped me somewhere in the middle of halfway tree. My clothes were filthy. I was was a mess. I don't even think I had shoes on. And I remember getting on a bus. People were talking to me around me, but I was in a trance the whole time. I remember folk moving, all of that happening. But in my own bubble, what just happened? Because regardless of what happened to me at nine, I still kept me, you know, it was just touching. You know what I'm saying? But I lost the one thing that night that I had left and that's how I felt so I'm walking I get in this bus to go home I knew what bus it was but I again I said people were talking and I didn't hear them and I just like something clicking I heard a man say you know Washington Boulevard and that was my stop and as sons of God said wake up and I got off and I walked barefooted dirty whatever I was looking like I don't even remember. I just remember people trying to talk to me. Are you OK? People in the neighborhood, because, of course, you know, back there, you got everybody knows everybody. Right. You know, right. So people see me and I don't look good. I don't look OK. And I walk straight into my house before you um, before grandma, you get
0: it, before you get in the house. Let me just tell you, tell our audience, uh-huh. you are tuning in to Impact Life 24-7 with your host, C.L. King. I'm joined tonight by Sandrian Nelson Moon. Uh, she hails from Jamaica, but currently lives in New York, and you can find this riveting story in her book. Go to restoredbook.info, and I've already seen people have shared your your um, the, the live tonight on on uh, Facebook. But we also would like for you guys to connect with her. That listen to our podcast later we understand that this podcast is downloaded in 46 states and over 30 countries around the world. And so her connection and her information will be in the show notes. But again, that's um, restored dot info. And this is someone who you're right. Uh, Miss uh, principal Cassidy. This is, this is someone who has tremendous courage because you got abducted. Mm-hmm. And you were facing you were facing certain death. I was. It's interesting that my wife and I, we watched uh, the movie The Latest Rambo. We didn't know it was on Netflix. And so I'm kind of a... I don't so, know
1: that one. Yeah, I got to go see that. It's, it's
0: on Netflix now. And I'm kind of a Sylvester Stallone fan. And when <laughs> I saw that, what the storyline was uh, about his niece getting abducted. Mm. His niece got abducted and you know, there's nothing like being taken away from the place that's familiar to you. Yeah. And maybe reconciling in your mind that, Hey, look, I may not make it back out of this alive. Yeah. And so if you'd like to read this story and read more about it, I want you to go to restoredbook.info. That's with my guests, Sandrian Nelson moon. And so you, you get on the bus, you're back home, and you're getting ready to go in. Tell us about the response at home.
1: Uh, I had already missed curfew. I mean, <laughs> crazy hours. I don't remember. I remember walking through half a tree when I got abducted. It was, after, it was either after five-something or six-something. It wasn't that dark yet. It was just getting dark
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I was abducted. I got back there. It was wee hours in the morning, to the point where my grandmother called my dad, because I was I never missed late. curfew, but I it was you know you know how it is back then they got no patience for you don't do what you're supposed to do you in some trouble right you know, so she wasn't gonna put put be the one to slap me or beat me whatever it was, it would have been my daddy right so she called him oh I missed my curfew I'm not home they don't know where I am back then we didn't have cell phones you know? So, um, but I, I, I remember walking down this, this street that's right before I returned to my, um, my, my house. And, um, like I said, there were people outside that I've known to see me grow up in the neighborhood, people, again, trying to talk to me. So I remember walking in. <sighs> I, I don't know. I can't even tell you what I felt because as much as, you got the freedom. I knew I was about to face another thing when I walked in that house. Right. You know, I you were, didn't Because you had I been
0: gone to. for at least a night, right? I had
1: been gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, when I walked through the door, I think my cousin saw me initially and was joking. Like, oh my God, you're in trouble. And But when he looked at me, he got quiet. And as I walked past everybody, all my cousins still go speak to my grandmother. She was coming, I think, from the back of the house. She came from the kitchen into the living room and she she was so angry. She looked at me and she said something that broke my heart. You know, She said, go back wherever you're coming from. And I know it was out of anger. I know it was out of where have you been? Mm-hmm. But I kept those words for years. I couldn't forget them they repeated in my head for years. And I looked at her and I I didn't know what to say. You know? Right. Because I couldn't believe she said it because I know where I'm coming from. You see what I mean? Right. And when she said it it just cut. I be- I got quiet and she's fussing at me about being late and I remember just falling to my to my knees on the ground and I screamed. I was raped. And when I screamed it, everybody got quiet. But I think for my grandmother, she didn't even know what to say to me. Mm -hmm. She just looked at me. She said, your father is on the way. And I remember laying on that floor, just crying my eyes out as if, and I remember no one hugged me because like I said, this, the culture is people don't even know how to behave. When these things happen, they don't know how to react to you. They don't, it's. It's
0: like, nah, this is, you know, no, nobody understood. Wait, hold on. Hold, on, I rem- hold on a second. Sandrine, I I got Sandrine Nelson Moon on our our podcast. You can find her at our uh, restored dot info. But you just said something that's really interesting mm-hmm. because I think maybe even today, still in the culture, people don't know how to handle folks that have gone through trauma. No. And so you came home that they're so they're more worried about the punitive issues. Where have you been and all that and couldn't even reconcile the fact that you had been abducted and that you had been raped.
1: But interestingly enough, I never said I was abducted. I just said I just screamed. Oh, that I was raped.
0: OK, go ahead.
1: You know what I mean? I just screamed to her. I was raped because I thought I would have gotten a response, but I got nothing.
0: Right. So, all I got
1: was your father's on the way.
0: So what happened next?
1: And I... I wanted so badly, man. I don't I don't think no one understood this. And I wanted so badly for somebody to hold me in yeah. that moment when I said that, but no one did. And I, I remember just falling. Like I said, I was on that floor on my knees and I finished it and flopped myself to the ground. And as if I hugged the ground the whole time until my father walked through that door and he walked in that door angry. Where have you been? You know, but when he saw me, something clicked in my dad. It was like, wait a second. Something's wrong here. Right. You know, he didn't hug me either because I guess, of course, for him, it may have been shock. And he said to me, let's go. And we went straight to the police office, the police station. And of course, they put me through a rape kit. They put me through the whole nine. They give you a pill so you don't get pregnant. They put you through the whole talking about it situation, repeating the story, you know, but again, it's still back to the culture doesn't no one knows what to do in this situation. Um because I don't I think for my dad at the time he thought, hey, maybe if you don't talk about it, the pain will go away.
0: You know, that's interesting. That's interesting that you say that because what I see from the generational hurts that have that have gone down and And uh, over the years, basically how people have dealt with that and how families have dealt with that is just not to discuss it. Um, And then and then every but then, you know, then everybody wonders why this one kid or two kids or four kids, whatever the case may be, are having these issues because, you know, we never we never truly dealt with the hurts that we, we carried around like millstones in in our lives. And 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 listen, ladies and gentlemen, those of you listening to Impact Life 24-7, those of you tuned in to our live podcast, this is a special broadcast with our guest, Sandrian Nelson Moon, originally from Jamaica, and uh, she currently lives in New York. You can find her amazing, riveting story at uh, restoredbook.info. Of course, you can find her on Social media, all social media outlets that you see, tagged in the in the Facebook Live. But you mm-hmm. you know here here's what I here's what I I wish we had ten hours to discuss the story, Sandra. Ah. And, but but ah. because could, because we could probably do it in ten. But here's here's where we are. We 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 hear that you know you meet up with your dad. We understand that the that the police intervene. And, you know, there's various levels of acceptance and such where where, you know, people are in disbelief. They're in shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and so help us just give us like a two minute closure on how this particular dispensation got closed.
1: Which one what do you where mean? you're
0: at the police station with your dad and oh. you give your report. And how do we get at least back to moving somewhat back to normal
1: trying to move forward. yeah you know i think for me i remember being in the station we talked they did the rape kit um and i think they said to me this has happened before um asking me can i remember faces and i was trying to remember you know try to give them descriptions and everything Mm -hmm. but i just felt There was, to me, it didn't feel like much was done anyway. Even mm-hmm. in the midst, it's like, they took the report just to take a report. Right. Let's, let's say that. The report was taken because it's something they needed to do. Other than that, nothing else. Because you never heard from them again. You never heard anything about the story. You never heard anything about the rapist or they never called to ask me anything. There was never a follow-up with that. Um, but I think uh, for my family, you know, my dad said to me, You know, don't, I had school, that was a Saturday night. I had school that Monday morning. Mm. And he asked me not to talk about it at school. Really? You know, and I don't think, at the moment for him, I thought he was protecting me, but I don't think he realized I was already walking around with baggage years earlier than that. Right. So asking me to pile more on wasn't something I could do. So I remember going home And I went to the kitchen. I, you know, I was still just fuming from what my grandmother said. I couldn't get it out of my head. I couldn't get the fact of the reaction out of my head. I felt like I didn't mean anything to anybody. Because I was told to be quiet about it in a nutshell. I was told not to talk anymore, you know, keep it to myself. There was not much after that, honestly. So I went home distraught I went home angry I went home it just hurt right and I I felt like well what is the point of me being here
0: yeah yeah that's right
1: you know why do I need to stay with you maybe when I'm dead it matters more I so I remember going and grabbing a knife and I went to the bathroom and I tried to shower and I remember sitting in there scrubbing myself as if I was taking filth off but I couldn't You know, I I remember crying my eyes out in that shower, and I I remember holding that knife to my chest and I tried to push it. And I just I couldn't find the energy to. It was it was God in some way saying, What are you doing? No. Right. I'm not allowing you to do this. You know, over the years I attempted suicide about five times between 16 and into my 20s. And I didn't realize the damage that came with that thing until I hit my, you know, (laughs) I hit my twenties. I move out of the Caribbean. My mom migrated me from there. And when I got here, I, I was still feeling and dealing with other people Mm -hmm. coming up to me, trying to make passes at me that are around the family. So more trauma on top of that.
0: So, so let me let me ask you this again, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you who are tuning into Back in Life twenty four seven live and or on our uh, podcast, our international podcast, we have joining us in our virtual studios, Miss Sandrian Nelson Moon. I've said her name right every time that I've said it tonight. Really <laughs> impressed with myself there, Greg. And uh, you can find her at um you you can get her book at Restored book.info. So one of the things that we like to do at Impacting life 24 seven is we like to show you kind of the backstory, but then we like to show you why and how people are impacting lives through their, through their impact. And so you, you've, you've gone through a lot, you know, it mm-hmm. th- this affected your first marriage. We talked about that offline. Um, but yes, tell t- tell tell us so we don't get so we don't get away bit bit by the clock. Tell us what what was the nexus? What was the turning point for you to start saying, "Hey, look, I'm going to take all of this trauma and use it to help other people."
1: Okay, so going into my first marriage, that was another situation in itself. Um, I realized, you know it took a lot for me to even try that because like I said, into my twenties, I relived my rape for years. Right. right. Um, no matter who I dated, no matter who I tried, I relived it for a long time. And I think one of the turning points within my twenties was me doing something with someone and going home and attempting suicide again. And in my marriage, I tried it also when I realized that infidelity was coming up in it and I couldn't trust him anymore. And I thought in my head, I thought, well, okay, I'm married to someone. Maybe his loving me is going to make me feel better. You know, a lot of us think that we find someone, they're going to fix it. It doesn't work. And I realized when I got to the place where I was still carrying those feelings, I said, okay, God, (laughs) time to fix this. So I got out of that, took years to myself, move, you know, and went into therapy, did a whole lot of things between me, God, and and working it out. And as I worked through it, you know, I remember sitting back and, and I'm like, God, you literally walked me through this thing. Right. And I remember, and I say this to people because I realized as I speak about my trauma, mm-hmm. as I spoke about it, it took me years to get to the place to say I was raped and it wasn't my fault. Ooh. That alone took years to say. When I got to the place where I could say that, then I realized in increments, I could then start speaking about my story. You know, and as I spoke about my story, I realized there were so many other women with the same story I had. Yeah. And then I realized, wait a minute, but when you're speaking, if people are coming to you to have a conversation, they want to be able to have a listening ear. You're actually opening up and you're helping them. So- I said, okay, God, I'm realizing what my purpose is in the midst of this. How do I help these women? Um, so I've been volunteering and doing all kinds of work for years now. And I decided to go and work on being a life coach. I've, um, I'm have i in ministry. Like I said, I'm actually um, getting ready to work with the UN. So I've been doing a lot of work all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And transitioning, whatever it is I learned, how I transitioned out of it, the strategies I used, and I hope to, you know, pour that into other women and other people who have been through these situations, simply to let them understand there is a way out of it. You know, I think, and the culture that we feel therapy isn't something that's important. I need, you know, my biggest thing was shining a light on. It is very important. Yes. Um, Most of us will not tell our family and our friends what we really feel. It's easier to speak for someone who actually understands to give you the tools to deal with these things. So that is something I was, I remember in my twenties when that hit me like, Oh my God, Yeah. you know, yeah. you know how it is when you finally lift it off of you, you'll realize there's so much room left in there for you to pack the things that are, you know, a blessing, When you look at your life, I think for me, CL, I got to a place where I said, wait a second. I've seen that store a couple of times.
0: Right. Apart from my
1: suicide. Okay. I've seen it a couple of times and somehow God has allowed me to still stand here. Yes. Now, what is the purpose of him allowing my stance? It was never for me to just stand. It was for me to help somebody else to stand Uh with me. So now when I recognized that, that was it was the oh my God, God, I love you. Moment.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: You know, and in that moment, I was like, wait a minute. My husband used to say, You always picking up strays somewhere. My husband says that sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. like you're on the road and people just come up to you. Right. For some reason, they want to talk. Did you do you realize what you are? And I was like, No, because I'm always willing to help. Right. That's how I, you know, began. Um and I, I kind of transitioned from, okay, I've done this. I just felt like, listen, for the people who've gone through things, there's going to be a moment when you get to a place of peace. Right. We know the Bible tells you peace is everything. Right. That place where you have laid all of it at his feet, laid it down, worked it out, done the work, and then you can breathe. And when you can breathe, yeah, you'll be able to see clearer, your steps will get even bigger. And that's how my transition was. It was okay in steps, in strides, in strategies. Um,
0: well, before I, before you go on, I want to tell everybody who's tuning in, we have in our virtual studios, the lady that you're seeing with me tonight is Miss Sandria Nelson Moon. She hails, she originally, her land of nativity is Jamaica, Jamaica. And she currently lives in New York. Her, you can go to her website, yeah. restoredbook.info. One of the things that I was really, re, I was mesmerized by was this because on every, on every show, ladies and gentlemen, we've done almost three hundred shows on this on Impact Life twenty four seven. We always get information and mm-hmm. do a pre interview with people who come on our show. OK, we don't just you can't just say I'm the local dog catcher and I want to come on this show. It just doesn't work. We don't we can't accept everybody. But one thing that I did see was here's what here's one thing that Sandrian said. She said, I am an elected county committee member, district uh-huh. forty three thirty one assembly. She said, I have represented and met with city officials on many issues within the community. I travel and speak all over the country, speaking into lives on the topic of trauma specifically. She says, I have written a book about my personal experiences and use it as a roadmap along with proper trauma, informed care and counseling practices. I have worked and still do work uh, with numerous ministerial nonprofit associations and focus on feeding, speaking, counseling and helping victims find aid during their trauma and beyond. I am presently a minister soon to be international chaplain and UN ambassador to the U S and Jamaica induction happens this August this year. She says, I am presently in talks with other ambassadors and elected officials to find ways to open a facility or program to help victims on a more hands on basis. Uh, I work with and am, I'm a member of organizations such as Lazarus Ministries, Caribbean Girls Mission, Roof Sisters Fellowship International, and now my own ministry, Inspire Life Ministries. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know that I am thrilled to death to hear that. You know why, (laughs) you know why, you know why I am? Because Sandrian, after all that you've been through, yeah. You had every excuse to quit. Ooh. Oh. And you didn't, sister. In <laughs> fact, in fact, you had every excuse to make this all about you. Yeah. And yeah. and now here you are an ambassador at the UN, traveling <laughs> all over the world having multiple ministries and telling people, man, it don't matter what the adversity is. You still can make it. Sa- Sandrian, oh. that is the message that impacting life 24 seven propels. And we're so thankful yeah. that you're speaking those words into other people's lives.
1: And, and guess what? Um, I'm preparing for law school. <laughs>
0: I forgot you told me that. She's going to be a counselor, ladies and gentlemen. So all the things, all the elements that we look at, like, okay, this person, this person had a white picket fence. They had, you know, two loving parents. They didn't, never went through any trauma. And this is why she's got these results. No, no. Sandrine went through <laughs> hell. It went elements. to the bowels of hell. And she's like, hey, man, I'm showing you that if it can, if if I can do it, anyone can do it. Now, now let me ask you this, Sandrine. I didn't prepare you for this question. Okay, you ready? Mm, when some people question? when some people say, "What are you looking at over there?" Because you know you're looking at me straight ahead, but I have uh, this huge ninety five thousand inch screen over here that I see you
1: ninety five thousand <laughs> inch. Yeah, it's pretty. Don't many. let my husband hear you say <laughs> that. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's
0: huge. <laughs> let me ask you this. Yes. In relation to your dad. Yeah. Did you see y'all relationship ever get better over the years?
1: Oh, it's amazing now. Really? I mean, let me tell you, my dad, honestly, I love my dad. My dad's a role model to me. You know, I've seen him uh, deal with things with his family for years and um, very educated. Um, He's a doctor um, of education. Um, I, I think... For him, the reaction. And you know what's crazy? I've never really been mad at my dad about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. or my mom. You know, I, I've I've seen both of them try to make things better. Right. As I grew up. Um, my mom left me with my grandmother because she thought I was the best thing while she tried to, you know, get here so she can help me migrate to this country. Uh my dad worked very hard to be there. Um, he is the tool behind my nerdisms, let me say that. Um uh, <laughs> he was the example there. Um, he's done a lot of work in the com- in the community also. I think he's um, he's been looking into some work in the community there in Jamaica in politics. Um, I think my relationship with my dad has always been pretty cool. There are moments, of course, we have Caribbean parents and they do certain things. They react certain ways that would never change, you know, so that part, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But as far as talking to me, you know, he knew I was writing this book because we talked about it. Um, and I remember him saying something that was vivid. He said to me, I heard you cry in my spirit. Oh, wow. I said, you said what? And this is maybe a year ago. He revealed it. And I said, dad, what are you talking about? Cause I never thought I would be able to have this conversation about what happened to me with my parents, you know, because like I said, back then, they felt they were, you know, know, I guess, covering me by saying, maybe it's too hard for you to deal with, kind of not deal with it, but not realizing, because again, I see it's a trend. They were never taught how to deal with things, right? So they don't even know how to. Well, let me inter- you know? let
0: me interject because she yeah. she, ju- she just brought up a very good point, ladies and gentlemen. Again, yeah. for those of you tuning in to Impacting Life twenty four seven, I'm ge- I'm joined in our virtual studios by Sandrian Nelson Moon from Jamaica. Now she's living in New York. <laughs> you can get her book at RestoredBook.info. You just said something interesting, okay? Yeah. And how many kids you got, Sandrian? I birthed two and I have two extras. Okay, so <laughs> I, I was gonna have two
1: so yeah. You ain't
0: caught Four me days. you ain't caught me yet, Sandra and I got seven. Woo. But we we both got the we got the same thing going on. Here's what I want to tell you that that mm-hmm. that when trauma happens to our kids or yeah. when things happen to our children, we as parents have a tendency to try to do Everything in our power to give them the world that is not. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they've gone through hell, they've gone through trauma, she's been raped, she's been victimized, etc. And we as parents try to try to do everything to maybe if we just don't talk about it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: perhaps it will just
1: it would just subside. It yeah. would
0: just go away. And I and I'm learning this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, and I'll I'll be very transparent with you. Mike, of course, is our co-host. Greg is our VP and all of our other folks, affiliates, sponsors watching the show tonight. You're right, Greg. Sometimes parents just don't know. We just don't, we don't. know what to do. Yeah. And yeah. and you you I'm so glad. This is why I asked you about you guys' relationship now. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. Your relationship has evolved and grown through the pain.
1: Yeah. And you know what's crazy? My mom told me about her trauma. She experienced some things herself. My dad experienced some things himself. So, like I said, it's the same thing that's charity, you know, it's the same generational situation. You know? Mm-hmm. And um I think for me, it's always to try to help people understand. You know, as a woman of God, the word forgiveness is heavy. Hmm, yeah. Because it was a big thing for me. If I couldn't forgive even my abductors, if I couldn't forgive anybody in the process of this, I wouldn't have been birthed to this place. This right. wouldn't have been birthed to this place. Right, right. I can't go on to give anybody anything if I'm carrying too much. If I'm carrying baggage, if I'm right, angry right. and dealing with it, no. If if you're not healed and letting ready to get healed properly, let it go and move past it. Give it to God. Let rid of it and breathe. You're gonna be stuck.
0: She's 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 selling a very uh, she's speaking a truism, ladies and gentlemen, because for years even with my grandmother i was extremely bitter against her sandra mm-hmm. i was bitter i was i i just was i felt like she just she just threw me to the wolves i felt and, that with mine too. yeah and and the truth is is that uh forgiveness is is not truly about liberating them forgiveness is about liber- Come on. liberating us there you go and um Sometimes we want to hang on to those things because we feel justified in our pain. There you go. I'm joined. And It
1: never is okay.
0: That's right. I'm joined in our virtual studios by Sandrian Nelson Moon from Jamaica. But she <laughs> she now lives in New York. What a phenomenal story. She was, if you look over my shoulder here, she there's my cousin's book. Uh, Behind closed doors Niecy Niecy Jordan And I'm giving her some shameless plugs I'm giving you all kind of (laughs) plugs Because I charge you a dime for them either Um, When I heard When I heard Sandrine's story On Niecy's show Lunchtime conversations I said Niecy get me connected with her And because of my Because of our crazy schedules When we had her scheduled it, It didn't work out and I said, no, this is too important. And and we prayed in our pre-show, didn't we, yes, we Sandrine? We we prayed yes, in our sir. pre-show. We because, will play with prayer. Because you know what? We we want people to understand that that no matter what you've been through, um, Sandrine is a testament. She's a testimony that she's about to be uh-huh. a lawyer. I'm about to get out of every speeding ticket there ever was because I would call my girl Sandrine like, yo, y'all don't know Sandrine down up there in New York. <laughs> <clears throat> and 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 so now let me ask you this this is a this is a deep question Sandrine. you ready okay how did all of your experiences
1: mm.
0: affect you as a parent Ooh,
1: oh brother we'll look
0: we'll look we'll we got what, nine minutes so give, give listen, it to what's me what's
1: crazy what's crazy is my daughter would say if she would hear you now, or my, she would say, "Mommy, you're overprotective." <laughs> Mommy, you're overprotective. Um, I don't think so. Um, I do give a little, a little room to breathe. I just, you know, we we go through what we call it checks and balances before you make a step over there. <laughs> right, you know? right, right, right. That's basically <laughs> what it is, and but yeah. but it's not to where it's crazy.
0: Right.
1: Um. With her friends, okay, who are are their parents? You know, because in all honesty, man, we can all be real here. We don't know half of who we're dealing with today.
0: Yeah, you're right. You
1: got people that you call your friends, and you don't know what they're doing behind closed doors.
0: That's the truth.
1: So you you just gotta make sure you take precautions with your kids, precautions with even yourself.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, now we got trafficking. Yeah. You know, we got boys as well as girls being raped. We got. Yeah. So many things happening in this world. And it's not just, we, we feel like nowhere is safe anymore. So when you do things, you just take precautions. Yeah. Um, As far as that kind of stuff, though, rape, trauma, I am very open with my daughter. Okay. You know, I tell her, be open with me. I could care who, I don't care who less it is. It could be your cousin, your uncle, your, your daddy. I don't care who it is. Right. If at any moment you feel uncomfortable, bring it to me. Yeah. Because see, I know what it felt like at her age. Right. As far as I'm concerned, my child will not feel that.
0: See, and what you're talking you know. about is so good because, again, yeah. those of you who are tuning in, you missed it. You missed the, the grand slam of the, of the week. We're joined in our virtual studios by with Sandrine Nelson Moon on Impact Life 24-7. She is a sexual trafficking abducted, uh, abducted uh, survivor. She she went through hell, ladies and gentlemen, and she's written a book. You can find her book at Restored restoredbookinfo.com dot i uh, mean restored book dot info um and she's on all different all the types of social media platforms that we all know but but one thing that has stood out to me is that this woman's resilience is not just put on you know you can find some people that go through something and then they're going to make it their life's mission to show that they they overcame it right they're going to show you through every moment that they're i'm overcoming yeah. But no, I I I got you feel me right, Sandrin. But I I gotcha. get I get the I get the feeling from her ministry that she's just living the life that God has given her. And when you talk about somebody that gets abducted in in Jamaica in the Caribbean's, you you talk about the culture that the family structure was not accepting, even that she was the victim. Uh, you 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 talk about all the the pain and agony of relationships and trying to rebuild them that she went through. And here she is today. She's an ambassador at the UN. She has written a book. She is almost finished with law school. She, she is a uh, elected committee member in district forty three thirty one assembly. And she's a mom, she's a wife and she's a woman of God. And, and I told her that I said, listen, um, Sandrine, we're going to have you back on because there are so many people who sometimes hear these stories. And they say. I tell people sometimes, Sandrine, I tell people mm. about how I was on the streets of Cleveland, homeless for six months at mm-hmm. at 11 years old. Wow, and I look out in the audience sometimes, and they're just like this. They're like this. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So
0: I tell them about my dad trying to kill me at you know drowning me in the tub, and they're just like, "Okay, whatever." What? I, yeah. I'm I oh, I do- gonna
1: get a copy of your book when <sighs> you
0: done, bro. I, I don't want us to ever become so TikTok sensationalized that we forget. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. For right. Too. Yeah. That people have people like you Sandrian
1: mm-hmm.
0: are out here boots on the ground who have, who bear the scars <laughs> of, of, of trauma. Now, yeah. n- now I'm, I got, let me see, I got four minutes left. Tell us about your, your coaching programs and what you do to help people get out of their circumstances. <laughs> uh
1: well, I, um, coaching right now <laughs> is I, I simply talk to pe- talk people through, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people just want to know there's someone that's willing to listen. Mm-hmm. There's someone who understands whatever they've dealt with and dealing with. Um, I'm actually getting ready to do some workshops and some, um, conferences coming up, dealing with, um, abduction and, and these kinds of situations. Um, the, the program is, is there, um, I'm helping other women also to deal with their books, write their own story, you know, to not be afraid of it. Because I, I believe in whatever this is, these books are a part of your healing a lot of times. Right. And I think a lot of us don't see that. Um, I'm just a testament to God, honestly. I don't I don't give any praise to anything else. And I try not to take any credit. You know, no. it's, it's what he's given me. And um, I love this work. I love being able... To help someone else get to a place of just living, actually enjoying your life. A lot of people are living, they're alive,
0: but they're not living. Let me say that. That's right. And the title of her book is called Restored, A Journey from Abuse to Deliverance. Deliverance. And you guys can look back here in my mass array of books. And that book is going to be on this shelf here shortly uh, we also want to do one other thing publicly. We want to invite you to our Leadership Institute. Greg, send her an invite to our Leadership Institute because oh, because, because the work that you're doing uh, on so many different fronts is just so vital. And I believe your voice you. needs to be magnified And anything that we can. I
1: am, I'm trying my best to magnify.
0: Well, I, there's no <laughs> doubt, sister. But anything. I'm,
1: that, I'm, I'm trying, any, yes.
0: Anything that we can do to help um that's that's what we're about here at impact life 24 7 so greg sent when you see a invite from greg smith to the cl king leadership institute don't don't think it's spam okay sister is we we legit up in this joint you know what i'm saying and uh again i've got uh, we've had a, a very very amazing uh conversation with our friend and new sister She is truly taking the world, not just by storm, but she's she's helping the world cope through the things that they've gone through. And I am so blessed that our schedules are. I'm so blessed that our schedules got together where we could actually be together. And so with just a minute left Mm. and so much more to say, I want you to (laughs) I want you to take the next minute. And I want mm-hmm. you to speak to those people, maybe out there, Sandra, who has gone through mm-hmm. trauma and feel like they, they're they in the same place that you were, ready mm-hmm. to just end life, ready to plunge that knife into their chest. Yeah. They, they feel like there's no hope. They've given up on everything. Nobody's surrounding them. So, Sandra, I'm going to give you the floor. Speak a word of encouragement to them in the name of the Lord.
1: Bless God. You know, I, I want to I wanna say to anyone that's dealing with, um, these feelings, you know, the fact that you're breathing, God hasn't given up on you yet. You know, that alone speaks volumes to the fact of your ability to still come through whatever it is that you got to come through. There is always a purpose for the pain. You see, we can figure out the purpose. We can learn to deal with the pain. See, trauma isn't something you get over. It's something you learn to deal with. You learn to manage, you strategize, but there is still hope in that your ability to live, not just exist. You know, there is still a lot of space there. And I pray for anyone else who needs to get resources. We have resources. You can reach out to me or CL. There's a lot of resources available to you. We can guide you and put you in the right direction, but do not give in. To whatever the devil is pouring for you to do. There is still a whole lot of life left within you. There is still somebody who's waiting for your life to line up with theirs. So I'm going to pour that into you today. Let God do with you what he needs to do with you. Accept. Accept the call. He's going to handle it. And he's going to help you walk through it. There
0: is always hope in the midst of it. Amen. Amen. I've, said, I've said that many times. I said it on our last show that as long as there is breath and long as there is life, there is hope. So be sure to accept, uh, Sandra, and be sure to accept Greg Smith's friend request, uh, mm-hmm. because then we will invite you to our Leadership Institute. And we're going to schedule you maybe to do some sessions with our leaders in the Leadership Institute that we have all across the country there. Okay. And uh, Sandrian Nelson Moon from Jamaica. Did, I got to get some <laughs> Jamaican food like oxtail mound. It's,
1: uh, it's been years since I've been back there. Oh, is
0: that right? So she's like, don't be talking to me about no Jamaican. I'm New York. cuz yeah, yeah, it's
1: been a minute. <laughs> My friend passed away and I haven't gone.
0: So So her book, "A Restored, A Journey from <laughs> Abuse to Deliverance. Uh, you can find her book at restoredbook.info. And she is all over social media. I I just wish that you would connect with her, ladies and gentlemen, because when you've gone through the things that she's gone through, this is why we say we are a cathedral. We are a cathedral of resources. I wanted to read one last comment before I left. I saw something from Mike Black. He said. What a blessing you really are talking about you, Sandra. He says an angel among us. God is using you in a mighty way. He will continue to use you in a mighty way. Very thankful to hear your story tonight. You see? Oh, God
1: bless you, Mike. We have
0: someone listening, tuning in from India. Wow. Uh, he's saying um, he's praying for you and your situation. And so, again, what did I tell you, Sandria? From all corners you, of the, brother. from all the corners of the world, and so thank you so much for being with us. We'll schedule you another Thanks time. To come, me, we'll have you back in the fall. Tell go tell Nisi what I told you to tell her that you can't get no you can't get treated no better than on impacting life, baby. Uh, so she got to step up her game. We love. I know she's gonna laugh. <laughs> I know she is. I tagged her in the show. We love you. We appreciate you, and uh, thank you for your ministry. To ladies you, and, and and folks all around the world, okay. Ah,
1: oh, thank you so much. Thank right. you guys for having me. Have a great night. You too, hon. Bye
0: bye. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, that's it here at Impacting Life Twenty Four Seven. Um, wow, what a show, man! I, I am always, I'm always challenged when I deal with people who have similar stories as me, and then I, and then I listen to their story, and I'm like, man, my story sounds like. <laughs> I ain't got nothing going on, right? But all God, this is why it's called the body of Christ. See, we are fitly framed together. She's not trying to be me. I'm not trying to be her. I'm not trying to be you. Don't you dare try to be me. But we all have traveled down the dusty roads of our own experiences. And when we work together I told someone this today and I'll explain it to them a little bit later on because they asked me to explain. When we're constantly using language like they and them, we defy the whole purpose of God's will. Even at the Tower of Babel, you know what they said? They said, let us make us a name. It was about us. Now they were wrong because they were focusing on themselves instead of God's plan. But man, it can't just be about them over there or y'all on the corner. It's gotta be about us. And so God bless you. Charles Chris, Chris, Christina, he's saying good morning because he's over there in India. So connect with our our guest tonight. It's very very simple. Go to restoredbook.info. She's got a book called "Restored: A Journey from Abuse to Deliverance." Her name is Sandrian Nelson Moon that concludes our show for tonight impacting life 24 seven. We will be back on our normal seven o'clock schedule at the next appointed time. Please pray for Greg, Mike and I, and the rest of our staff as we continue to, this is impacting life 24 seven LLC. Now it's not just impacting life. It's not just a hobby, but we're doing this as a company. We wanted to bring legitimacy to what we're doing. Uh. Just wanted to let you know I didn't want these guys to continue to do everything they do for free. I didn't want to be driving all over town, all over country, all over the states for chicken dinners. And so this is a legit business, y'all. Obviously, our mission supersedes any amount of money we could ever get. But if you'd like to help us in our mission, and you want to become a sponsor at a very, very simple and easy to absorb rate, just go to clkingspeaker.com, scroll down to the bottom. We got three levels of sponsorship. We'd love to have you because I'm getting a new sound. We're getting I'm we are getting a new soundboard here in the next should be arriving in the next day or so, and that soundboard was a major upgrade. And why do you need that? Because we we're going to introduce phone calls to our show and all the things that we want to do. We it it takes money. It's just not free. And. I want everyone who comes on impacting life 24 seven to feel like they got the Royal treatment. I want them to feel like this was an investment of their time and we valued their time. So please go back and check out our friend who was with us tonight. Her name is Sandria Nelson. Her book title is called restored a journey from abuse to deliverance. And you can find it at restored info. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again next time on Impacting Life 24-7 with your host CL King. God bless you.